Hello everyone and welcome to Box Office Receipts. There's no beating around the bush on this, but we have tragic news to report. And I'm just going to talk about it up front before even getting to the weekend numbers. We start with the sudden passing of Lance Reddick. Uh, not much is known at this time, just that he passed away suddenly at 60 years old, with his rep saying that it was due to natural causes. What makes this shocking, besides the fact that he's only 60 years old, is that he was just doing interviews for John Wick Chapter 4 over the last few weeks, and at least when seen publicly, he looked fine. I, like many others, was a big fan of Reddick. He was a fantastic actor who did amazing work, including The Wire, Bosch, John Wick, and even video games like Horizon Zero Dawn. My thoughts and prayers go out to his family, and may he rest in peace. In other terrible news, uh, though it has improved, is regarding Sam Neill. It came out that he is battling stage 3 blood cancer, and that has been since last year. The good news, however, is that he is doing better and has been in remission for 8 months. Hopefully, it stays that way. So, let's get to the numbers, and in no surprise, opening in first place is Scream 6 with 44.4 million. Dropping to second place is Creed 3 with 27.2 million for a total of 101.4 million. Opening in third place was 65 with 12.3 million. Fourth place was Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania with 7.1 million for a total of 198.1 million. Fifth place was Cocaine Bear with 6.2 million for a total of 51.7 million. And opening in sixth place was Champions with 5.1 million. So, for Paramount, they had a great weekend thanks to Scream 6. The film has gotten good reviews and solid word of mouth, and opened stronger than last year's film, which opened to 30 million. What might have looked like a risky bet last year for the studio, speed running the production of 6, uh, with it being greenlit, shot, edited, and released in 14 months, since Scream 5, well, so far, that's worked out fantastically. As long as the legs for the movie are solid, this will be the top-grossing film of the franchise, not in counting for inflation. Creed 3 also held on well from its opening weekend, only dropping 53%, and is well on its way to being the biggest Creed film domestically, and probably worldwide as well. Even Sony had a better-than-expected weekend with 65. Reviews have been terrible for the film, but analysts had an opening to under $10 million, so it came in above expectations. However, with a reported budget of around $45 million, it will need to do really well internationally if it looks to make a profit at the box office. Domestically, this will probably drop fast. Also, Focus Features and Universal did not have a good time with the release of Champions, which did not even open in the top 5. As you saw, it came in 6th place. I didn't know this, but this is actually a remake of a Spanish film from 2018. As for Ant-Man, it's looking like $220 million will be its ceiling if it's lucky, depending on how much Sazam and John Wick slow it down. For the Chinese box office, we got a new film opening up in first place called Post Truth. It's a comedy film and opened to $17.3 million. Now, it had some preview showings before its full release, so including those, the total box office is now at $20.7 million. In second place was another new film, a crime drama called Revival, which made $10.5 million over the weekend, and with previews has a total of 11.6 million. Third place was Guilty Conscience with 2.36 million for a total of 23.6 million. Fourth place was The Wandering Earth 2 with another 2.33 million 
for a total of 592.7 million. And in fifth place was Boonie Bears The Guardian Code with 1.8 million for a total of 216.9 million. Should also be noted that the film that opened in first place last week, Cyber Heist, crashed and burned, dropping 90% to come in ninth place. Word of mouth must have been terrible for the film. Uh, in an update for Hollywood films in China, Titanic will be re-released in the country on April 3rd in the remastered 3D 4K HDR format that was shown in theaters domestically back in February. For Marvel Studios and Disney, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 was approved for release in China and has also been approved for day and date release with the rest of the world, so it'll be coming out May 5th. I wouldn't expect this to do big numbers in China, even taking away the recent Marvel issues. Guardians 2 only made $101 million in China, so even if 3 is really good, this will likely be making $60 million or less. Taking a look at international numbers, Scream 6 did well, earning $22.6 million for a worldwide opening weekend of $67 million. 65 made $7.2 million for a worldwide opening weekend of $19.5 million. Cocaine Bear made $1.8 million for a worldwide total of $65.7 million. And Magic Mike's Last Dance made $900,000 for a worldwide total of $55.3 million. With all of this terrible news, it feels odd that the Oscars just happened. The surprise with the winners... Uh, was basically all quiet on the Western Front, overperforming, winning four awards, including Best International Film and Best Score. What was not surprising was Everything Everywhere All at Once winning most of the awards, including Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actress, and Best Supporting Actress, among others. As for the Best Actor, three-man race, Brendan Fraser won for The Whale, and with a focus on studios, A24 won the most awards with nine, followed by Netflix with five. Congrats to all the winners. We got a few casting updates, the first being Daisy Edgar-Jones signing on for Twisters. This is the sequel to Twister. She was in a summer movie of last year where the Crawdads sing. Uh, I think she's a good actress. I liked her from Normal People, the show on Hulu. Uh, definitely worth a watch. Over at Paramount, Ridley Scott looks to be adding quite a bit of star power to Gladiator 2, uh, starring the other co-lead from Normal People, Paul Mescal. Uh, as for who might be joining, Barry... Uh, Keenan is in talks to join while Deadline has the exclusive that Denzel Washington is in final negotiations to join. It is unclear what role Washington will play, but it's being reported that if uh, Keenan does join, he will play Emperor Geta. I hope both of them join because between them and Mescal, this film is becoming pretty stacked with talent. Also at Paramount, they have signed Parker Finn to a first look deal for directing, writing, and producing films. This was a very logical move by the studio as he wrote and directed Smile for them last year, becoming a surprise horror hit at the box office. For new movies in development, Universal has a new comedy in the works called Backup. The script is being written by Chris Brew and Jordan Govella and will star Kiki Palmer. She will produce the film along with Kevin Hart. Universal is also moving up part one of Wicked by one month, now coming out November 27th, 2024, instead of Christmas Day. Part 2 is still set to come out Christmas Day, 2025. Studio Canal is developing a romance film starring Florence Pugh and Andrew Garfield. We got the info thanks to an exclusive from Deadline. It, the film is called We Live in Time and will be directed by John Crowley with a script written by Nick Payne. No word on a release date, but the plans are for it to start filming by the end of the year. 
As for Warner Brothers, it comes as no surprise, but James Gunn will indeed be directing Superman Legacy. He has already been writing the script, but for months the director's chair has been open, as he did not immediately take that spot. Though Gunn is a great director, and so far I think he's batting two for two with The Suicide Squad and Peacemaker for DC, so I trust him to make a solid Superman movie. We talked about it, I think, an episode or two ago, but South by Southwest has come and gone, and indeed, John Wick Chapter 4 was shown there, and also got a standing ovation at the end. Uh, during a Q&A, Keanu Reeves also confirmed that he will indeed have a cameo in the spinoff film, The Ballerina. Also from the festival deadline is exclusively reporting that Hypnotic is set to come out May 12th. This is Robert Rodriguez's latest film, with it starring Ben Affleck. The production of the film has been messy and could be a story in its own right, but for the domestic release, it'll be handled by Ketchup Entertainment and will have a wide release of 2,000 screens. I have not heard of this distributor before now, and I wonder why did they call themselves Ketchup? Anyway, the issue here is that it costs $70 million to make, so unless it gets great word of mouth and a solid international release, it's going to lose money at the box office. Best hope after this is, if it's good, sell it to a streamer for a good amount of money, and they might be, might be able to make a small profit. For trailers, we got two. The first is from IFC Films called Blackberry, and you guessed it. It's about the story of Blackberry, and it stars Glenn Howerton and Jay Warshall. Having watched the trailer, it actually looks pretty good and might be worth a watch. It comes out domestically May 12th. We also got the first proper trailer for The Little Mermaid, which looks okay. The issue for me here is that the underwater scenes don't look nearly as good as Avatar The Way of the Water. Now, I know I shouldn't expect the same because of how long it took to make Avatar and how much it cost and all that, but still. Personally, I feel if The Little Mermaid came out first, like if it came out last year, I'd be feeling a lot better about the film. Anyway, it comes out May 26th. Let's start off VOD Premium with Disney Plus and Hulu for Disney Plus. Willow has been cancelled after one season, uh, no specific reason was given for it, but since it looks like it never had a strong viewership numbers, and Disney was looking to make cuts, a high-budget fantasy series makes sense to cancel. For Hulu, they are working on a documentary called Child Star, and it will be directed by Demi Lovato and Nicola Marsh. For Lovato, this will be her directorial debut. The documentary will focus on people who were child stars, and how that affected them, with Lovato being one of the ones focused on for the film. Hulu will also not be moving forward with a comedy show. It was an untitled show in development that starred Ronnie Chang as the new general manager of the Brooklyn Nets. The pilot was produced, but Hulu has decided not to order a full season of it. The show still might live on, though, as 20th Television produced it and are looking to see if anyone wants to buy it. Now let's head to Peacock, where they got some news as well. They have announced that Knock on the Cabin will hit the streamer on March 24th. It will also be available for physical release on May 9th. Besides Poker Face getting a renewal, the first big show for Peacock, Bel Air, will keep going as it has been renewed for a third season. Uh, and if you want to catch up, the second season is currently airing. Peacock has also announced a new film, which is a continuation of Monk, a TV show that ran early mid-2000s on the USA Network. The film will be bringing back the original cast and is called Mr. Monk's Last Case, a Monk movie. I haven't watched the show, but I am happy for all the Monk fans out there. Title could be a bit better, though. Like, personally, I'd take out a Monk movie. I mean, the title already has Monk in it, but it is what it is. Showtime is getting some fresh content soon that's not based on IP. They are getting a music documentary about David Johansson. 
the frontman for the rock band New York Dolls. The documentary is called Personality Crisis One Night Only and is directed by David Tateshi and, oh yeah, uh, Martin Scorsese. If you're interested, it'll be out April 14th. Variety is reporting that Showtime is working with Sony on a Gattaca TV series. Not much is known right now, just that it'll be produced by Sony for Showtime and the showrunners would be Alex Gansa and Howard Gordon. For Showtime, this is important for them because, well, Gansa and Gordon created Homeland, one of the more recent Showtime hits, at least in their first few seasons. As for Paramount, they have also greenlit a movie, and that is Good Burger 2. Both Keenan Thompson and Cal Mitchell are set to come back. This is very much for the 90s kids, as besides being a sequel to the first movie, that movie being based, that movie was based on a skit from All That, which aired on Nickelodeon. Uh, production is also moving fast on this as well. Uh, with it expecting to start in May, and assuming no delays, release it by the end of the year. Unlike Monk, I did grow up watching all that, so I'm going to have to give this a watch. Paramount is also releasing a new tier for their service that is mobile only. It'll be available in Mexico and Brazil starting in April. No word yet on if this will expand to other countries. Personally, I think it will over time, but not to America. Apple TV Plus has a new comedy in development starring Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. The show is from David West Reed, who is just coming out with another show for Apple called The Big Door Prize. As for the show we are talking about, it'll be a half-hour comedy focused on McConaughey and Harrelson, as well as their families, as they try to all live together on McConaughey's ranch. Now, Variety is saying that they are playing versions of themselves, and there's nothing mentioning about it being unscripted, so I'm curious how this will work out. For Apple, I understand them wanting to take the risk on this, because they need to work on getting a new comedy hit. After the upcoming season, it's up in the air as to what happens to Ted Lasso. For trailers, we got one from Netflix and A24 for Beef. This is a TV show produced by A24 for Netflix coming out April 6th and stars Stephen Yeun and Ali Wong. It's a dark comedy about how a road raid incident changes their characters and everyone around them. The show was created by Lee Song Jin. I watched the trailer and it looks really good, but I say 24 and is that really a surprise at this point and that is it for this episode of box office receipts thank you for listening and see you next time